3: Get on the grid, a sports grid. I am Renzi. I live on the freaking grid. Mike Blewett steps up and in and checks in uh, with us uh, during this uh, social distance isolation period. Uh, Mike Blewett, how you doing, Mike?
0: What's up, buddy? I hope you and uh, yours are well. But uh, just like you, sitting here recording, just not a, not a lot of looks at the outside world except when I go out for a walk.
3: Yeah, and I consider you to be a pretty uh, smart guy, uh, Mike Blewett. Thanks, uh, You went to Boston College. Um, I don't know. What do you do? do? Like you're a consultant. uh, You know, you consult people on things, right? In real life.
0: Technology. Yeah, I do a lot of technology work. I've done a lot of technology work over the years.
3: You're in technology because I was just about to say you went to Boston College, but I'm assuming you did not take computer science.
0: (laughs) No, but uh, I would say that in general, I, I know a lot about technology. It doesn't mean I always have it working properly for me.
3: Oh, that's it. Yeah, that's good. That's sort of like that's a good you know what? I think I can say the same thing about uh, sports uh, betting for myself. I know a lot about it, but it doesn't mean it's worked out well for me that's right that's <laughs> And I've right. always said, I've always said doesn't matter how much you love something, doesn't mean uh, they're going to love you back. Uh, but uh, I'm curious uh, to get into the mind of, uh, of Mike blewett because uh, me and Cam talking about uh, you know somebody asked us last week we take Twitter questions. It's a lot of fun. And somebody asked us best, uh, our favorite sports movies. And it didn't really narrow it down to like the best one. And, um, you know, in the end, I sort of settled on Rocky um, as being kind of definitive. You know, Rocky's great. I'm a fan of Rocky Three with Mr. T, uh, personally. That's that's a good one. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, when when I saw Rocky in the theater, I was a kid. I saw Rocky in the theater. I think I was like the only person in the theater cheering for Apollo Creed. And I actually remember telling my mother when we left, she asked me, what did I think about the movie? And I told her, there's no way in hell that guy would have hung with Apollo Creed like that.
0: (laughs) I think that's fair. When you look back at the uh, overall physical shape of the boxers, uh, Apollo Creed had a little bit more game, a little bit more swagger, and uh, appeared to be in better shape than
3: Rocky. Uh, And then we got into, uh, you know, there's a million great sports movies. There really are just so many of them. You know, it's funny because... There's a lot of bad sports movies, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of really good ones. Most of them seem to be from yesteryear, but then we got into the best gambling uh, movies. So we'll get into that uh, with you. So we'll give you a couple of minutes to go through your uh, your mental database yeah. to come up with your favorite uh, betting-related movies, and it could be poker, any you know what I mean? There's a lot of a lot of different tie-ins. I think like, I already know my favorite. All right, so we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, but there's so many unknowns right now in the sports world. But one thing that we do know factually. All right, breaking news. Morenci tells you right now, this is the type of stuff you're not gonna get from other networks. Breaking news, dan, dan. Bill O'Brien is still an idiot. And so we we know about the DeAndre Hopkins that trade to the Arizona Cardinals. Bill O'Brien hadn't publicly spoken about it um, after the deal. He finally had to, he had to answer. He had to do an interview eventually, and yeah. he did with local Houston radio. And, you know, he talked about for the betterment of the team. And, you know, he mentioned, uh, you know, David Johnson essentially has a chip on his shoulder and they don't think that David Johnson is as done as other people uh, do. And they got into Bill O'Brien basically stated point blank. DeAndre Hopkins wanted to get paid more. And he had like $39 million left on a three-year deal. Three years left, they owed him about $40 million, a little under $40 million. And Hopkins was like, look at what these other guys are getting paid, 20 million, 22 plus right now. I'm grossly underpaid. And Bill O'Brien said, quite frankly, we weren't gonna be able to pay him, so we had to trade him. You know, I can live with that. You I should. can live I can live with that in a sense that, you know what? You know, I, and, and listen, I don't agree with it. I would make him happy. He's my best player. Mm-hmm. I, I need him. So, but from a football standpoint, okay, it's not crazy talk to say, listen, you know what, we already have this cap thing, we're looking forward, we haven't won with him. I I get like a lot of arguments, I don't get along with him. He doesn't like us, he doesn't like me, I'm still here. I don't think Hopkins likes O'Brien. So all of that I can live with is legitimate, legitimate points. Yet, what I can't live with is what you got for him. Like you, you can defend it and say, listen guys, he didn't want to be here. That's what he sort of insinuated. He didn't want to be here, and he wanted to get paid a lot more money than he was making, and it was going to be a problem, A.K. he was probably going to hold out type of deal. Fine, fine, fine. Yeah, don't tell me you could have gotten more than a freaking second-round draft pick and, and a banged-up running back for DeAndre Hopkins.
0: Yeah, I mean, they gave him a draft pick as well. So as Hopkins and a draft pick. He got DJ and a second-rounder coming back. I think you summed it up perfectly. Look, I, I, I can live with it, too. I, I think... Knowing what they have moving forward, they didn't want to pay somebody like Jadavian Clowney all that money for somebody who's had injuries. They didn't want to pay DeAndre Hopkins 20000000 million-plus despite all of that production, if for no other reason that. They're going to have to pay Deshaun Watson soon, and he's not going anywhere. Like DeAndre Hopkins is the best player, but Deshaun Watson is the most important player, right? He's going to be the cornerstone of the franchise moving forward. Uh, add into the fact that they don't have a great relationship, which... It, so if I had two problems with this, it would be that, A, as you mentioned, they didn't get enough back. We saw a day later that the uh, what the Vikings got for Stephon Diggs, who's an inferior wide receiver. Not by much, but he's not as good as DeAndre Hopkins, not as productive. Um, and the second is that this theme keeps coming up. Dwayne Brown isn't his fault, but the organization – Uh, was at odds with Dwayne Brown. Jadavian Clowney and Bill O'Brien didn't seem to have the best relationship. And now Hopkins, why are star players continuously wanting to leave Houston because of a less-than-stellar relationship with the coach? Those should be your best friends on the team.
3: And you mentioned DeAndre. uh, So DeAndre Hopkins' relationship, and you always find out after the fact how bad it was that you know O'Brien. You know, like a lot of the Patriot guys, don't, don't doesn't respect the players. Mm-hmm. And the same way, Matt Patricia told Darius Slay, That's right. "What are you working out with Gilmore and a, a team to leave for? Not because oh, like old school, they're not on our team. You're not as good as them. You, you have no business like. Oh, and what would he tell? Oh, I'm trying to motivate him. Yeah. Darius Slay is a better football player than you are, coach.
0: Yeah. You know and he I mean? said so, more offensive yeah. things th- than that to Darius Lee too.
3: exactly. And now we find out after the fact, through Michael Irvin subsequently, that Hopkins told Irvin that, yeah, yeah, he actually took a shot at like my girlfriend's. And like basically, Hopkins has a you know a couple of kids with different uh, different mothers, and they'd be around. So he'd come out after after the game, and yeah, hey,, and it'll be a couple of girls and and the kids there. And, hot, uh, and O'Brien actually had the nerve to tell him, sit him down and say, the last time I had a talk with someone like this was with uh, Adrian uh, Hernandez. Like, like, really? Like, a- Aaron Hernandez. Yeah. I don't know why I came up with Adrian. I don't know either. You know, that was the Rocky talk.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: <It was> Adrian! <laughs> I guess it was, it was stuck. Stuck. Uh, stuck. Uh, but he told him so. Last time, uh, when Aaron Hernandez uh, was the last time I had this talk, which is ultra insulting. Uh, Aaron, like, really? Yeah. And, you know. So he gave him this. I don't like you having your baby mamas around. He told him, which is like just insane. It's like you know, Bill O'Brien, you should say nothing to DeAndre Hopkins after a game besides thank you.
0: <laughs> like yeah.
3: hey, Thanks, thanks for uh, catching passes for Brock Osweiler. Don't forget, O'Brien was the one that gave Osweiler all that money. All uh, right. Like we can, you can go down a list, not just of him alienating good football players but him overpaying bad football players, his quarterback decisions. He chose Tom Savage over Deshaun Watson. It was like by default. And you mentioned, well, there's no way Deshaun Watson's not going to be there. Really? Like, really? Like, how can you say that now? Everyone else isn't there all the time. I mean, he's got to be the
0: angriest player in free agency. It has to be Deshaun Watson.
3: And he's not really hiding it. There's been a little, you know... He's Mr. Emoji on Twitter all the time now. Yeah, yeah. And cryptically, basically, like, sigh. And like, he's letting people know I, I see what's going on here.
4: Yeah.
3: I, I don't know. I, if you ask me right now, is Deshaun Watson a Houston Texan only for the next multiple years? My answer is no. I think eventually the kid snaps and gets out of there.
0: Well, that would be crazy. That would bring the whole house down around Bill O'Brien if they can't get that together. I, I, or, I would I would imagine attitudes start to change when big that when the huge checks start flying in, which they should for him. Yes. I mean so he's let me, he's earned it.
3: Let me ask you then, does and O'Brien there's still a lot of racetrack left here, right, guys? Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't even know if there's you know we we can get into like you know the the schedule and everything, but my point is my point is we're not even at the draft yet. The trades sure. like there's a lot of stuff that can happen. Mm-hmm. O'Brien needs to replace Hopkins, that's how you also satisfy Deshaun Watson, not just by drafting a good wide receiver here, but you know you pull off a deal. Um, you know, is it is it a Jarvis Landry? Is it an Odell Beckham? There's guys out there. Wide receivers are always gettable. They're always upset wherever they are. Like does this did for all we know behind the scenes, and I don't know, but maybe Bill O'Brien is nice to Deshaun and told him, listen, this sucks right now. Hang in here. We're gonna pull something off.
0: Well, if he think, didn't do that, he's Odell crazy.
3: I'm gonna get you something. I'm working on things. He's what do you think?
0: Trade. He's not gonna trade for Odell, but I, I, you but know what I'm Your, your greater receiver. point. I totally understand your greater point is that he. I mean, if he didn't do that, Jarvis then he's Landry. not doing his job.
3: Like Jarvis Landry doesn't want to be in Cleveland. Like that's no secret. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, and I'm not. He's not DeAndre Hopkins. Ha- you know what I mean? Like, is he gonna bring something in? He's gotta do something to salvage this.
0: Yeah, what, what really bugs me, another thing that bugs me about it is that, look, Will Fuller has been productive when he's on the field with not, Deshaun not Watson.
3: consistent enough. But
0: he's never there. Your, your lone remaining receiver is hurt all the time. And the other one's Kenny Stills. That is not a receiving core that's gonna blow it out of the water. I thought Will Fuller's career to this point would be better Obviously, in short spurts, we see how much talent he has, but he's constantly hurt, Gabe.
3: Yeah, and, you know, the one mainstay, J.J. Watt, Mm -hmm. right? That's the one mainstay, the one guy that they've always paid, that they've, you know. It's like they're more concerned with just, you know, keeping J.J. Watt happy uh, than they they are anything else. They you let Jerome Matthew go. Like they let yes. Genevieve and Clowney go,
0: and they're paying Watt and McKinney and Merciless. Defense is still good, but this is they'll not a championship win. team. No, exactly. it's not a championship
3: team. They're just, they'll never win. You know, they've just sort of morphed into, I don't know, man, like the Texas version of the Chargers or something. You know what I mean? The the, the perennial nine and seven, you know, ten and six, nine and seven, get bounced in the playoffs. Rinse, uh, rinse, 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 and repeat. Play the
0: early Saturday playoff game for eternity. <laughs> yeah, I know. Don't the don't Texas remind invitation.
3: me. Don't, <laughs> don't remind me as a Buffalo Bill fan. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, fortunately.
3: No, don't, 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 uh, don't, don't remind me. All right, so speaking of that division, um, there's a lot of love about the Colts. You and I talked about this before, about the Colt love, and I get it, actually. I do and I don't. I'm not massive. I'm not that big on Phillip Rivers, but... And I, well, off the top of my head, I just want to confirm: What did Philip Rivers get? He got fifty million. What did he get? Twenty-five, 25 million, million dollars. Twenty-five million one year. Yeah, and Brady got fifty for two, right? So twenty-five right.
0: per. And Breeze and Brady basically got the same thing.
3: All right, so like, and I'm going somewhere with this. Like, come on, man. So Philip Rivers, like, dude, I would have offered Philip Rivers like ten mil, eight mil. Philip Rivers even stated, "I contemplated retirement." Nobody else was offering him anything. And he gave him $25 million?
0: Yeah, I, I think that's like, fair, but I'm they do have a ton of cap room. So it's not. Yeah, yeah, it's I not, get it. I get it's it. It's not tying their hands.
3: Okay, but this my point even, even wasn't like the rip Philip Rivers, whatever it is, what it is. Yeah. But Derrick Henry in the division we were just talking about, mm-hmm. Derrick Henry signs the tender 10.2, doesn't fight it, goes along with it. Great football player. Mm hmm. And Philip Rivers is making twenty-five million dollars, and Derrick Henry's making ten point two. Yeah. I, I uh, what what is Julio? You know, it surprised me. Julio Jones, he got some serious money. Julio Jones. Yeah. Like um, like twenty-two million type thing. Yeah. Like like some massive money. Um, and, and I'm just trying to I'm gonna, I'm getting their salaries up uh, here. I want to get um the, the the top salaries up. So I'm just stating, and and. Why would anybody be a running back? Like, uh, like the most underappreciated position, like, Derrick Henry, you know, pretty much is the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. And Tannehill comes in, throws a couple of passes, hands the ball off 82 times a game, and gets paid fat money. Derrick Henry sacrifices his body, literally carries six guys on his back plus his own, like, 52 other guys on his own team. And he's got, you know, and listen, $10 million is a lot of money. But yeah. it really isn't in comparison. Like, I'm just saying, Mike, if I was a high school coach and if I had a son that was a blue chipper, et cetera, I wouldn't let him. Like, if I cared about my kids and stuff and not just winning, if I was a high school coach and some stud was, like, my running back, I'd tell him, listen, you can be running back here in high school, but you're also going to play cornerback, too. Yeah. And when you or go – receiver or whatever. Yeah, and when yeah. you go after to college – you promised me you're not going to be a running back. You're not a running back. Yeah. And, oh, no, no, but I, I want to be a running back. I want the ball in my hand. You say, son, I'm looking out for your best interests right now. Yeah. Do not be a running back. Yeah. Like, Derrick Henry, I don't know if he has the body size to be under a position. I get it. You know, certain guys are running backs. It is what it is. I mean, he's but, built
0: like a linebacker.
3: Yeah. You, 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 linebackers... Uh well, linebacker's contract, that's what I want to get into, Mike. I sort of want to look at the position players. they
0: commoditized, and, too, yeah.
3: Yeah, and what they get paid. But running backs, dude, you can be a great running back and just get ripped off, and then after, you're always fighting for a contract. No one appreciates you ever. I just wouldn't be a running back if I was a kid. I wouldn't even play in the NFL. I'd be in the NBA. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know why any of these, like, blue-chip players want to be running backs anymore. They Field, get stiffed.
0: Yeah, I think Field Yates did a good job of sort of laying out a couple of weeks ago on Twitter, like, how precipitously the salaries drop and uh, they in the top 10 when you get to the 10th highest paid running back he's getting paid five million dollars whereas at other positions like the 10th highest paid wide receiver is still making north of 11 million dollars the 10th highest paid quarterback gets paid over 25 million dollars. Okay, so,
3: so yes so russell wilson 35 million dollars a year mm-hmm. Ben Roethlisberger, $34 million a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and Jared Goff. Geez, Jared Goff, $33 million a year.
0: Yeah. That's why he gets criticized so much.
3: Carson Wentz, $32 million a year.
0: Yeah. Like he hasn't really delivered.
3: <laughs> Carson Wentz is almost Sam Bradford, isn't he? I mean,
0: I I not I quite, have never been on the Wentz bandwagon. Not quite, I'm not but, suggesting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm not suggesting that Wentz is a bad player, but I've never been on that bandwagon. I feel like people have been trying to cram Carson Wentz down my throat and Derek Carr before that down my throat for the last seven or eight years in the NFL, and I don't think either of them are that special. Wentz is better than Carr, but-
3: I was just gonna say that I guarantee you people, Eagle fans and people in Philly watching this are like- They hate me. They're They're like, Wentz, Wentz compared to Carr. And no, you, he's a much better player. You no, know, but, but you just said it. But actually, I was going to ask you: Is Wentz better than Carr?
0: Yeah, I think the talent uh, is better, but what about? But, well,
3: the, what about the production?
0: But Wentz isn't what all that young. What
3: about the results?
0: Yeah, Wentz hasn't been in the league that long, but he he entered the league a, as an older player, and like, let's see it. Let's see the help. Let's see the. You know he played great for a month last year, and people are like, he's back. I'm like, all right.
3: There's 12 games left. If you remember how they just accelerated him to chance of MVP. Yeah. I remember Eagle fans a couple of years ago. There's not one quarterback in the NFL I'd rather have than Wentz. Right? Like they made him out to be the hero, but Sam Bradford made a lot of money without doing a lot. And Carson Wentz is starting to get. Game time decision continues. I am Marenzi, I'm on the grid, and so is Mike Blewett. Uh, We talked some NFL football, and uh, the Houston Texans have stupidity. And speaking of stupidity, actually, I want to get your quick take on Rex Ryan calling Amari Cooper a turd, and then taking it back subsequently later uh, that day. But that's, that's the type of statement, and those are words that are very difficult to take back.
0: Yeah, I think Rex has put his foot in his mouth more than one time in his life. Okay, well, yeah, uh, so he's probably.
3: I think he's put other people's uh, feet in his mouth, too, actually.
0: Excellent point. Excellent point, as the analogy continues. But, um, look, I, I think the personal insults when you're a TV guy and you're trying to be provocative, the personal insults usually fall flat, I think, especially if you're somebody that's formerly a coach and, uh, sort of known to be a player's coach, it's just, it's not necessary. Amari's laughing all the way to the bank anyway. If I were him, I wouldn't really care one iota what Rex Ryan has to say. I've never seen a head coach uh, that knew less about the offensive side of the ball than Rex Ryan.
3: Yeah, and, you know, once again, we get back to, remember when I said that uh, Darius Darius Slay is a better, a better football player than Matt Patricia is, coach? Similar situation. And you know what? Amari Cooper has had some bad big games before. That's that's a fair that's a fair statement to make. Yeah. But Amari Cooper has been more successful in the National Football League than Rex Ryan has been. And you know, oh, I don't want to hear old Rex Ryan made to the AFC, whatever, dude. You know what I mean? You know, they ran the ball, you had a good defense, they lost. You know, it is it is what it is. But you know, it's it's ridiculous. But you are right cuz it's one thing and listen, I've been critical of players over the years. I've always been pretty good and I legitimately have felt bad when I made it personal. All right? Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I, and I have a couple of times over these. I remember, I remember years ago, they were very upset. Like the Montreal Canadians were pissed. I basically stated that you could like rob and break into someone's house because they wouldn't stop you, because they never stop anybody. I was talking about a defenseman. They same thing. They said you made it personal and you made it about him and whatever, as opposed to his play. There's been things, they said, Bob Wickman. I've said a lot of things about people that might have been over the top, but sort of in a you know, in just a sports rant way. Yeah. I never called someone a piece of crap. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even guys I don't like or like guys that have screwed me, oh I didn't win. He's a piece of whatever. And you know, I remember Don Cherry. So Don Cherry, the hockey guy, who, you know, it's what a year for him to be God, actually. It's funny Good how it turned out this way. <laughs> He goes, that's what happens, I huh? You fire me and you don't even get a Stanley Cup. Okay. Um, Don Cherry, though, he said a lot of crazy things over the years, Right, Mike? Like yeah. a lot of crazy things about people. And they asked him, I saw an interview with him once, and they, they said, Do you regret? Like, you know, do, what do you have? Do you have regrets about things you've said about people? And he goes, Wow, well, he goes, you know, I'm human, so yeah. You know, he goes, I'm not proud of everything I've said, but mm-hmm. he goes, the one thing. He goes, the one thing that really that I feel the worst about, and he goes, my wife didn't talk to me uh, for a while. Mm. And she goes, you're a horrible person. <laughs> like, his name was Randy Gregg. OK, mm. Randy Gregg was a defenseman for the Edmonton Oilers. It was one of the biggest upsets in hockey history. The L.A. Kings beat the Oilers in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, was the uh, the miracle on Manchester. Um, so they beat him, but really the, the Oilers scored on themselves. It was like an own goal in soccer. Yeah, Steve Smith. Ex- uh um uh, uh, no, it was it was Greg.
0: It was Greg, sorry. It, yeah, it was sorry. Randy sorry. Greg.
3: Think. Yeah. Steve Smith, right? yeah, Steve Smith's basketball player. Steve Smith's another uh, defenseman. Yeah. But uh, so um Greg was the uh Greg was like a doctor. And he said Smith was on the ice too. He was on he was there. Uh but Greg was the doctor. And Don Cherry said after, boy, he's a doctor. I wouldn't want him operating on me. Oof. And he said, he said, with those hands, I wouldn't want him operating on me. And harmless kind of joke, whatever, dude. You know what I'm saying? Yet his wife was pissed. Like, she was like, you know, he's a real MD and stuff, right? And you say yeah. that because, what, he made a mistake on the ice? And, like, she's like, what have you ever done? Are you a doctor? Like, she, I guess... His wife, like, ripped into Cherry, and Cherry apologized. I don't think Don ever apologized to anyone. Like, he called him type of thing. Yeah, He said, yeah, I should have said that.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, when you get personal, I just don't think, I think we all take shots at, at players and coaches. I try to keep it to their play, like you said, but I think when you start with the person, when you're in- initiating the personal insults, I think it's just gonna fall flat with most people. They're just gonna think you're a jerk. when you're. Well, we're obviously not in a situation, 99 times out of 100, Gabe, when we make commentary like that, where the person has a chance to defend themselves in the moment, right? It becomes a back and forth, and it, usually people find it to be unfair or uncalled for.
3: Yeah, and this is why, I hate to say it, but we, we you, know, you and I have talked about this in the past, actually, about fans and the media generally automatically being anti-player in a sense of mm-hmm. contractual holdouts, situations. Um, I mean, even in UFC right now, there's people, you know, suck it up and travel and go fight right now. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, he's scared. Right, yeah. He's scared, right? Like,
0: Yeah, well, Habib is like, getting criticism for going back home.
3: He's in, the country's shut down, bro. <laughs> right. What do you want him to do? <laughs> I like what he, he Can't got not mad He said, where's Dana White? He goes, Dana White's at home right now. (laughs) That's what Khabib said. And and Khabib got pissed. Khabib, and you know what's crazy about Khabib? Khabib is friends with Putin. Like, for real. I'm
0: not surprised.
3: No, but Khabib's father is like an oligarch. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Khabib was already rich, bro. Khabib's not fighting for money. Like, Khabib is a rich guy. Yeah. And he's a champion. And his money's
0: safe, too.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. He's a champion. And, you know what I mean, like, he's, when he won the title, dude, he went to like, to meet Putin at the Kremlin and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So basically, Khabib even said, he did an interview, he got all mad the other day, not an interview, he went on Instagram, and he just started rambling. And uh, he said, I have powerful friends, I call people. He basically was standing, he called Putin, and he said, he said, Dana White's friends with Trump. He says, we can do nothing. <laughs> like, basically, he basically said, even Putin told him, Russia's shut down. You're not leaving. Like basically, like there's no travel. Like you, know yeah. what I mean. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't I understand the criticism of him, and, and you know, I've talked about it a lot of times of many other players. Look, if if a guy does something really horrendous yeah. off the field, and you 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 want to take personal shots at him, and he's been convicted of a crime or or whatever, I, I get it, but. The other stuff, My uh, he's a piece point of crap was, because he dropped a touchdown pass. Come on.
3: Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, we've seen this before. I a mean, classic example is Bill Buckner, bro. You I know, agree. Scott Norwood, Bill Buckner. There's always the same thing. Bill Buckner ended up living in Idaho or something, right? He couldn't yes. take it anymore and he left. Scott Norwood hasn't been. Where's Scott, Norwood? He, did Scott the, Norwood?
0: he did the Four Falls of Buffalo documentary for 30 for 30, and the guy was in tears through the entire interview.
3: Yeah, twenty five years later, forty seven yard field goal at night on grass was not an easy kick then. And no, I know in those days it wasn't automatic. And then, um, like I said, he had to move to a farm in Virginia. You know what I mean? Isolation essentially. Bartman, right? Like you just look at the like how we're bad people, like you He's know. Bartman,
0: Bartman yeah. got the biggest shaft of everybody Bartman, we're talking like, about. He was you know not I mean? catching it.
3: He was not catching. No, Alou was can- gonna catch a ball. I know it's a thing he jumped up for. it. Alu made it Not worse a by pointing at him. I agree. He made. If Alu turns oh, around yeah. and walks away, people are like, "Ah." Oh, and it took Alu like, like it took Alu like twelve weeks to yeah.
0: apologize.
3: Yeah, Alu looking up and going, "Man," and like yeah. when he threw his glove, like, yeah. "Man," and he pointed up, and everyone looked over and were like, "Kill him!" Right? And you know that well. The week to go on about that. 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 Uh, And I said, uh, I said, (laughs) I said, uh, Adrian Gonzalez earlier. So I got to get it right this time. (laughs) It was Gonzalez, the shortstop. Oh yeah, yeah. Alex, right?
0: Uh, Alex Gonzalez.
3: Damn, Alex, uh, Adrian, Aaron, can you can you blame me? (laughs) Can you blame me? You see, Alex Gonzalez is far more responsible than Bartman. All right, The guy kicked the ball more than Messi and Pele combined. He was like, boot this, air that. It was a circus in shortstop. It was game six, by the way. Oh, yeah, that's always a thing. Same with Buckner.
0: Yeah. There's another
3: game. Just win that one. People, if you ask people now, Buckner, what happened? They'd be like, oh, yeah, the ball went through his legs. Mm -hmm. Mookie Wilson hit it. And who scored? Ray Knight, right? they say the Ray Knight scored, by and the, and the it Mets. Happened. Yeah, and the Mets won the World Series. Yeah. Well, right. there was another game, and there was a Game Seven. Yeah. Right. There was another game. It's it's fascinating that isn't yeah, it? Got it's to always be hit
0: too in Game Seven.
3: Yeah. It's it's always people same thing. People forget like, uh, and I'm a Michigan fan. Mm-hmm. I'm a Michigan fan the whole time out. Chris Webber cost Roof. Michigan the title. They yeah. were losing. Yeah. Like, when they had the ball, they were losing. And he traveled. And, and if they were better and they cost them, then they wouldn't have been losing with 10 seconds left in the game. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Right. Like, that's the whole thing. And I'm a, I'm a diehard Michigan fan. I don't have one iota blame for Kurt Weber. Uh, with Kurt Weber. For, I don't know what the <laughs> hell's going on here now. <laughs> Just go last names. No, no. no, no I'm, not, I'm usually bang on uh, with this. You know what's crazy? One of the symptoms for coronavirus, they said, is uh, mental like drift in this. They said if you can't remember things, man, I'm starting to freak out a little bit here.
0: Boy, I'm glad we can't contract it via Skype. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. So uh, I know I'm gonna. I, Kurt's gonna be in my name for. Uh, if, I'm gonna have pop up in, in another reason, but so Chris Weber, I never really blamed him for the loss. I was upset about it. Yeah, like you said, he traveled first. People did yell timeout.
0: When you go back when you go back and look at it, and, and I was rooting for Michigan Hard that night, I just really loved the Fab Five at the time. Um, when you go back and look at it, it's such a blatant travel that didn't get called. Um <laughs> it, the timeout should have never happened. People him you know? up for the beat them up for the travel. But to your point, like, all right, say they just got a good shot and it front rimmed and they lost. Like and the guy was wide open that front rim did. Is he getting killed for that in the same way? I don't know. The mental area, I guess, is what bothered people. But you're right. There were people on the bench yelling
3: timeout. Yeah. Yeah. There, there was. So, you know, I'm just dating people. I'm not, I'm not big with the scapegoats. No. You know what I mean? Like that's, you know, there's always, there's always more, there's always a bigger picture, a bigger picture to everything. All right. So, speaking of which, as this segment just fly by here. So, speaking of pictures. What about uh, your gambling uh, picture? Like you brought up earlier, well, I'm pretty much locked in on this. So what's what's your go-to? What do you think the best betting movie is?
0: I mean, you know, there's obviously a bunch of different ways you can go. I don't really consider Casino, which is a great movie to be like a gambling movie. It's more of a mobster movie, right? But the one that I always think of that I really enjoy is... it's It's between rounders, which is really a, a fun uh, poker movie, obviously, and is really well acted. But I always really enjoyed the color of money, um, yeah, yeah. which is uh, obviously a, a sequel to The Hustler. But I think Paul Newman just yeah. knocking it out of the park, in the middle of the '80s, you know, sort of past his prime, but still throwing his fastball and uh, young Tom Cruise and Mary Elizabeth Master I, I just think that's a great movie. I, I find it enjoyable and directed by Scorsese. I think it gets lost in the shuffle uh, when you're talking about uh, great point. gambling movies. Yeah,
3: it's a good point. Directed by Scorsese. Uh, I'm a big fan of the original Hustler. Yeah, it's great. Like that. You know what I mean? Like just the the lesson at the end, sort of like can you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. You're, like you're done, man. Like come on. Like, you know, even you know, like that. It's great, great, great. Um, I brought it up, uh, I brought it up with Cam and White Man Can't Jump, which people like don't think that is a gambling movie. Yeah. Like it's the ultimate that he wins, he gets the money, they they're playing for money, they win, and he loses it. <laughs> Trying to it. bet to dunk. Yeah. Right. Like it's just when I, that scene when he loses, I've been there. Like I've been at that moment. Like, you know, I mean, Cam talked about it that what the hell did I just do? Like yeah. you just, you realize like, the, you know, you made like 99 bad decisions and it hits you at once. You're like, holy crap, what did I just do? Yeah. Him standing there. Um, bad Lieutenant's a real good one.
0: Oh, that's a good one. That's bad, dark.
3: Yeah, and it's a gambling movie, cop movie. Now, did you see the remake of it? I never bothered. I was no. like, I ain't watching no remake. It's not going to be better remake. than the yeah.
0: first one. I mean, Abel Ferrara is the director of that, and Harvey Keitel, it's really dark. It's, I mean, it's dark enough to scrape by an R rating. Like, they could have gone another notch higher. The movie gets yeah, pretty dark enough. Intense. Yeah,
3: even me, there's a few scenes where it's like, yeah, yeah this is kind like, of yeah. unnecessary. Yeah, right? yeah like, give it a timeout. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah like, fast forward I actually I actually went to that movie in the theater uh, with my girlfriend at the time and uh she split
0: <laughs> Com- totally or just
3: on the movie uh just on the movie <laughs> <laughs> just on the movie like and basically it was like um yeah it's, there's some disturbing parts in the movie like yeah. he's a cop and there's a scene in a church and yeah it's it's not good like basically yeah. it's over the top
0: Takes a lot of liberties with uh, people that he pulls over, uh, too. So
3: that was funny, though, in a yeah. weird, yeah.
0: <laughs> I think my wife uh, would not get through five minutes of that one. She no, like, that's what, what I'm saying. No, my girlfriend was you like, watching?
3: she was like, what the hell? Like, like, she's like, you like this stuff? Like this movie? Yeah. I was like, no, no, I like this. It's about betting and baseball. <laughs> it's like, it was <laughs> sort of, yeah, it yeah. was some of that, but the gambling scenes in that movie were too good. Yeah, like the gambling scenes in the movie. So basically, the guy's like, and I never give scripts away with this stuff, but. The guy's like a the uh, he's like a degenerate degenerate gambler, but he's a lot a cop. of
0: baseball action.
3: He likes a lot of baseball action. Yeah, yeah. But what I liked about it was it was the Mets and the Dodgers. Yeah. And it it had that real feel to it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Remember they used to play and they were rivals, East Coast West Coast. And yeah. So basically, like he's a cop and they're standing over like a murder scene and like you know he look over it like one of the other cops looks over and he goes, "You like the Dodgers and a Mets tonight?" <laughs> and, right. And he would tell them, there's no way the Mets lose. But really, he was betting on the Dodgers. Right. So then the cop buddies would be like, yeah, put 2000 on the uh, the Mets for me tonight. So he was taking everyone's bets, but he was betting the opposite. And whatever he did, the opposite would happen, remember? Yeah. yeah. So he takes the Dodgers game one, to Mets win. He owes everyone the money. He takes the Mets game, too. The Dodgers win. It was like that classic, just loser gambler. And it just keeps building, and then he starts crying, he shoots the radio. Yeah. (laughs) It's good stuff. Too good. Fun, fun stuff. All right, uh, fun stuff, uh, Mike. Uh, Next time we talk, we'll probably know a hell of a lot more of what's going on, at least some sort of time frame uh, for uh, when all the official cancellations will come. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Take care, buddy. Get on the grid!
2: Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Get on the grid, Sports Grid. I'm on the grid. I'm Marenzi, so is the raging redhead, Cam Stewart. Uh, thanks to Mike Blewett uh, for stepping up and in. I wanted to get back just quickly. Uh, we brought up Morton Anderson, and I teased just a quick story. I was, I think you'll yep. get a laugh out of this one, Cam. So Morton Anderson thought of himself as quite the playboy. Yeah, right? did. in those days, remember, like he used to wear, like remember, like he'd be ballsy. He'd wear like red leather, like Eddie Murphy, like he was over yeah. the top, like with the chains and his chest and well, like he used everything. To
4: wear too short, like no men, like remember the old NBA shorts in the Pistol Pete Maravich day, yeah. like he used to wear shorts like barely covered his uh, regions down there. Yeah, Morton Anderson thought he was like a playboy.
3: You're right. He yeah, thought he so- was like a lady slayer. So the St. players, it's funny because we were just talking about all those St. players, you know, Pat Swilling and Sam Mills and all these guys. Great, yeah. So the St. players uh, told Morton Anderson, they said, yeah, listen, uh, Playboy magazine is coming here and uh, they're interviewing you as one of the best dressed guys in the National Football League. Oh, you mean a Playgirl or Playboy? No, it was Playboy. Oh, okay. It was was Playboy magazine type thing. Yeah, 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 it was Playboy. Yeah, not Playgirl. yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. No. So they told him like Playboy magazine, like you know what I mean. Um, You know, one of the best dressed and sexiest guy you know in in the league and all this. And he wore same thing, dude. He showed up in some leather outfit and like he was like, you know, where's the where's the photo crew? Yeah, (laughs) there there was no interview, right? They just they busted his balls. (laughs) So he showed up just like this. (laughs) The ironic thing is. I think he ended up being in Playgirl or something like that. Did he really? I, I don't know if he was like fully, you know, a little bit close, but I remember like Burt Reynolds. Yeah, Playgirl's not around anymore, huh? Oh, no, no, no
4: Playgirl. They didn't stand the test of time. I will say this, though. Morton Anderson had a pretty high opinion of himself, and no offense to like male models. How tall is that guy with that mullet? Like five six? Are you <laughs> <kidding> me? <laughs>
3: you know what I mean? He'd be the smallest pinup dude ever, I got to believe. Didn't he miss like an extra point once after that epic comeback? That was, was him, right? When he,
4: when he went from the Saints to the Falcons. Oh, yeah. But they would have gone to the Super Bowl. Big kick missed. Great kicker, though, on the whole, except for that moment wasn't very good.
3: All right. So into the NFL draft, um, I just wanted to check in a little bit on this. A lot of talk. I want to talk about a quarterback, James Morgan, uh, Captain Morgan, uh, in, in a minute. But uh, check it in. It's interesting to see the the line movement with the players. As far as the draft and where they're going to be drafted, and I'm surprised, Cam. Jalen Hurts was 72 and a half, I remember when we started talking about this yep. a couple of weeks yep. ago. Then he was 69 and a half. Right now, Fanduel has Jalen Hurts 61 and a half. I'm gonna go over, dude. I yeah. What what are we missing on this? 61 and a half, guys. That's the first two rounds. Yeah. 64 picks, 32 teams, two rounds, yep. 64. He's not a second-rounder, bro. No, he's projected. He might be a fourth-rounder. Third, fourth, mid-third, fourth, I think he goes. I'm amazed. I like this bet a lot, like uh, the over 61. And I like Jalen Hurts. Not critical of Jalen Hurts. We like him. They're not taking him in the second round. Listen, you know it and I know it. Jalen Hurts did
4: a lot of good things. He was good in key games for Alabama. Tua got hurt. He showed up. He had good games with the Sooners. But let's remember, he's still raw. He gets rattled very quickly against a good, fast defense. He can't make all throws. He is projected
3: late third. Exactly, Keck. He's good. He's going to get drafted. He's going to be a quarterback, but he's not a guy that they're like, oh, we're going to draft Jalen Hurts and make him our quarterback this year. He's a a guy that a good team is going to draft, I think. A good team will draft him in the third round, fourth round. So you know what? If he has to come in, he can come in. But he's a good kid. He's smart. We'll get him on the field. Remember, I talk, sort of the Taysom Hill thing. We'll get him involved. He'll compete. Like, he can help our football team. But I don't see him going in the top sixty-one and a half. I just think that's way too ambitious. No, I'm going to tell you, Gabe, we're getting the
4: best side of the numbers now. Imagine that like we could have taken it uh, you know like this is perfect
3: keep no, on I like the, it over 72 and a half man. I'm saying keep on knocking down the number and we'll knock up our units and I think Jordan Love is up to 17 and a half and I'll take that under He's talking I don't think he lasts that long Buddy there's people and I this is what we talk about the reports
4: read them with caution have your own opinion but from what I've been seeing a lot of people are talking Love over Herbert yeah and if Herbert still goes to six with the Chargers or whatever, you don't think Jacksonville, any other team,
3: I, I love I the don't other. think he waits to 18, love. You're right. Wait. No nope. one's talking. It's funny if you remember, Ken, after, right around after the combine, Jordan love, Jordan love, Jordan love, Jordan love. Everyone talking about Jordan Love now. He hasn't done anything wrong since then. Yet yep. somehow his stock is dropping. And you're you're bang on when you say that. Look, no one expected Danny Dimes to be drafted when he was, right? Danny Dimes going to be a good quarterback, even protection. Uh, he turned the ball over a bit, I get it. But my point is, there's always a surprise every year with the quarterbacks, guys. Yeah, and McShea yeah, has yeah. been adamant about this, that Jordan Love will be that surprise, that Jordan Love will get drafted before Herbert, and that basically, you know, you're right, Kent. Like, it wouldn't shock me if, if Love went five or six. Like, maybe the Miami Dolphins like him. Maybe yep. the Chargers like him. I don't think he lasts to 18. Uh, and, you know, guys, me, and Cam, I like it under 13 and a half. Now they're giving me 17 and a half at FanDuel, but I think the Jalen Hurts bet is a better one because it wouldn't shock me if Jordan Love went 23rd yeah, or 27th. Exactly. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that wouldn't shock me either. But the Jalen, the Jalen Hurts one, that would shock me. Like, I would be shocked, literally. I'd be like, I'll admit it. Like, I'll be bang on. I'll put money on this. You know, there's draft limit props, but I'm willing to put two, 300 bucks on this. Like, I think it's that strong of a bet. Hell, I'd go up to a nickel, actually, Kev. Jalen Hurts is not getting drafted before the 61st and a half pick in the draft. I'm telling you, I'll put my money where my mouth is. I will, too. We we have put our money where where our mouth is. And, guys, this is just a
4: reference to our listeners, and we love you and be loyal. Check your books all the time. There are no sports going on. They'll repost some of these odds. Get the good side of the number. Don't wait, Gabe, like my quarterback thing. I get a push with two. The first five, if I get three, I got three to one. That bet will be like even money. That's the thing. You got to jump on this stuff early. And another thing, I'm going to say something to blow your mind right now, and you're probably going to disagree with me. I've been watching some old tape. They've been playing stuff, college games and stuff like that, but going through it. I wouldn't take Chase Young with the second pick. You wouldn't really, huh? He's too inconsistent. There's games where he just, he's a flake, but he dominates when he wants to.
3: Yeah, you know, it's, it's a good point. that you're I'm just interested. telling you, Like a lot I, of those defensive people are going to call me like
4: crazy. That. They're going to call me crazy, but I'm going to stick by it. I think he's a very, very risky pick with two. And I don't follow other people because, oh, it's the thing to do. Here's our mock. Uh, you know what I mean? I don't mind them a little bit later. I'm just going to tell you, I don't
3: think he's a can't-miss guy. I see flaws in so that's it. That's interesting that you say that, Ken, because that'll lead to Tua getting that trade we were talking about. I think the Redskins might think the same thing. Just because everyone says you have to take Chase Young doesn't mean you have to take Chase Young, right? And if they're going to be like, man, yeah, he's really good, but we see some things, too, that we're concerned about. You know, we can trade down, and people, if they want to trade up and get Tua, I I don't think he falls far, Ken. No, he won't. You know what I mean? He wouldn't get past 3-4 type thing. Like, the Giants would take him either. The Giants need offensive oh, linemen, sure. but the Giants would take them. For sure. The Giants need D- D-line help as well. You but know, I mean. don't, you're, you're bang on no cam in this.
2: And I agree with you. with you.
3: Don't bet by what Mel Kuyper says. Like, every mock draft, guys, like, don't buy into that. Use it as a reference. Look, you know, what, what are people saying? And, you know, feel around. But don't get locked in. And think, all oh, Cam's crazy. Chase Young slammed dunk number two. It couldn't. He might go five. Hey, he you know, yeah. He could go four. There could be trades. Yep. You don't know. So I'm just saying, when you bet with the draft guys, they're giving you numbers. Like, a good example is Jalen Hurts. So he's 72 and a half. Oh, now he's 61 and a half. So the common average person would think, oh, man, Jalen Hurts' stock is going up. Yep. It hasn't gone up, guys. I read everything about everything. Everyone says the same thing to me and Cam. All NFL guys, we like him. He's a third-rounder. He's a fourth-rounder. Like, I don't know where this, this 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 bump for Jalen Hurts is coming from, uh, but that, that's a good bet at 61 and a half. And I want yeah. to throw one at you here, too, Cam. Interesting player where I think we can hit an under on this guy, Jacob Eason. Yes. I'm seeing 47 and a half now. I don't think he lasts that oh, long. Oh, no. People he's- are like, he's this little sleeper that someone's gonna come up and take him like 35th, 37th, or something like that. Early second rounder. And they might even surprise, and he might sneak in the back door in the first That's way. what I'm thinking. I think he can go anywhere between 27 and, like, 36.
4: Like yeah, around not
3: 48, cap. Yeah, he's too 48. good. They're not going to let him fall oh, that high.
4: Oh, Gabe, me and you, the Washington Huskies have been the most disappointing program forever until their big bowl win, whatever. It was a horrible year all for all their sports programs, basketball, football. But Jacob Eason has all the tools of being a great quarterback, right? That's one of those things. Like you can't pass this guy up in the right system with a good offensive line. He could shred you. He could still, there's things I don't like. He's a little bit inconsistent,
3: but he's, he's, he has better NFL throws than I'd say everyone pretty much besides Burrow. And I don't even know about Burrow. I'm just stating, I'm not saying he's the best, but I'm like, you know what I mean? Two is really good. Two is really accurate. It's a great, good quarterback class, but you, you just, you nailed it though. You're right. Where. I've heard people say McShay's a smart guy, and he said I look at Eason, and he's like, "There's something missing with his his leadership, or there's something sort of not there that confuses you." But he said nobody. He's like, "Damn man, this kid can make any NFL throw, like, and 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 you know, Cam. College is weird; it's different, right? Maybe the OC didn't get him, and like, just sort of yeah. Look at the team. He's with the right guy, like." I'm just saying, you're right, Kev. Like, he can drop back, like, in NFL. Like, he could start in the NFL next year. Like, he's a guy that, like, people are talking about, but he can, because they can tell him, throw an eight-yard out, boom, on, on two. Bang, he'll do it. Ding, yep. he'll throw it, right? Look, he just needs to be properly coached and guided. He's a good
4: quarterback, yes, though. Yes, he is. And and also, you have to think about the situation. Chris Peterson was checking out. Yeah. His team had guys that were already not even in the year, it started poorly. It went downhill. You could stay positive, but after a while, as a younger guy, you're like, what the hell's going on here? We should be battling Oregon. We should win. The- like, we're, we we're, we have better talent than Utah. What the hell is going on? That's frustrating. And I just, I'm, I'm with you, Gabe. The most important thing, don't believe these mocks and everything is going to fall that way. Do your own research. Do your own mocks. And I, the Chase Young thing, i just telling you, I watch games where he dominates. But when he gets frustrated by a good offensive line, it's like he sulks. He had a couple of games where he was just like, "Man, he checked out. That's In the NFL, you
3: can't do that. i got to be honest. That. In the Michigan game, he didn't do much at the he end. He didn't do anything. I'm talking the last game of the year, yes. exactly. Like, Dobbins is the one that killed us in that game. But I remember yep. thinking, I was like, we're doing a good job on Chase Young. They haven't yes. called his name. Mike. Exactly, exactly. We did a good job on him. Interesting take, though, Kevin. You know what? Listen, let me look right now. So... With Chase Young, let's see what his prop is. Uh, the, 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 right. First draft, a position, be uh, defense, a specialty. Oh, here it is. So, wow. Over two and a half is plus 260. Worth, mm-hmm. worth a roll of the dice. I agree. Worth a roll of the I, dice. I got to put my mouth where my, uh, I, my You know, Cam, I'm not saying that I don't think he could go second overall and the Redskins could take him, yeah. but I think you and I agree. I think there's going to be a trade. I think Tua is going to go second overall. Yeah. I think I, people are going to panic and trade up to get Tua. And and then Chase Young will fall to three uh, or four, et cetera. And at plus, can 260, it's definitely worth a roll of the dice. I love it, Gabe. Under two and a half is minus 370. Over two and a half is plus 260. Yeah, I made a bet already. Joe Burrow to go first, Tua to go second at plus, I think it was plus 250. Good bet. I like it. Interesting. Interesting. So a quarterback I want to throw in here, actually, Ken. before we get out of here. Starting to get a little steam on this guy right now. Uh, the Patriots did a video conference call with them. Uh, the Colts are interested. Uh, I'm talking about James Morgan. Uh, FIU, James yeah. Morgan. Played a bowling green. Interesting kid. Grew up like, in the shadows of, uh, of Lambeau. Uh, he's, from, he's from Wisconsin. Grew up. Big Brett Favre fan, Aaron Rodgers, et cetera. Played a bowling green, if you remember. Then he transferred. Uh, big kid. Six foot four, 230 pounds. Tough, good arm. And I'll tell you, he's one of those guys, Cam. I, I'm not going to compare him to Romo or to, to Garoppolo. Yeah. But I am comparing him to Romo and Garoppolo. Like, he's that guy sort of – it's not Eastern Washington, but, you know, he's not really known, FIU, et cetera. He's that guy, Cam, that the coaches like. And you know you're good if Belichick and Frank Reich want you, right? And, like, they're talking to you. Frank Reich's a quarterback guy. Yes, like, he You is. know what I mean? I'm just saying, he's one of these guys, Ken, that's going to go in a later round to a good football team. He's a little bit of a sleeper. I'm not talking, I don't see any props for him right now. Maybe something yeah. will pop up. But I'm telling you, people, James Morgan is a guy that NFL teams are starting to like a lot right now. Yeah, the thing is,
4: you take a look at Florida International, they score points, right? That's the thing. And you look at other aspects of their team, you know what I mean? Like, it's interesting. I have no problem going with a small, small school guy. It's worked. You said it. Tony Romo, Garoppolo, these guys. Yeah, you you play you play at small school. It doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna suck. Hey, Steve McNair, Gabe, Alcorn State. Uh, hey, you know, like, yeah. great. You, you got to look at these guys. You got to see the, the the forest through the trees. A lot of the time, just well, guys. Yeah, USC running.
3: Trojan quarterbacks never won a Super Bowl before. Exactly. How many star quarterbacks do they have? Uh, they yeah, have? You know what I'm a saying? million or star quarterbacks, yeah. right? They never won.
1: Curse never won a ball. Super Bowl as a
3: starting quarterback. Yeah. USC well, Trojan quarterbacks. Guys. None of them win. you're right. James Morgan is interesting in which, like I said, because like you said, Cam, it's a good point that you raised. Don't fall for the media stuff, guys. And another thing is, too, when you're betting this stuff, don't fall for when it comes to drafts about big school guys all the time and think, oh, he went there. He's going to get drafted ahead of this guy. I'm telling you, look at Danny Jones last time. Boom, guys liked him. The Giants moved up and got him. I don't know if like if they, if the Broncos really were going to take them or the Redskins or whatever the hell the deal was, but the Giants didn't play around. And I think they got their guy. The Giants are an interesting team. Later in the week, we'll talk about the Giants, what they're going to do. Because they need help in a lot of places. The they Giants. sure do. Like, you know, like you can't. I, I wouldn't have a problem with Chase Young or you know, the, the Brown guy out of Auburn. Uh, the defensive tackle, you know what I'm saying? Like, they need help on the D-Line. The Giants are their defense a little soft. Yep. They've been drafting young guys in the secondary. I think that's fine. You know what I mean? I don't have a problem with drafting another DB, but, you know, you got your Bill Peppers. You got Baker out of Georgia who got better with coaching. Um, I, he's a good talent. You know what I mean? To me, you need some linebackers. You need to get some some pressure on a quarterback here for yep. the Giants. Yep. But for the love of God, you've got to protect Danny Dimes better than you did. No, without, without
4: protection for Daniel Jones, you're basically pissing away your season. Don't think about it as sexy. Think about it as a necessity. Get the best guy to protect him.
3: And he's Barkley. has Saquon, Saquon as well. So yes. Saquon's not running yes. it. Like, you need to improve the offensive line. Yes, you do. Right. So the Giants, I would go with worse, right? I mean, I know that's kind of predictable and stuff, yeah, but, but no. I don't have a problem with it.
4: I don't have a problem with it either. Another guy, watch out for this guy. You talk about small schools. I'd like to find his number I, I know his last name is Chin. And he went to Hetzel yeah, yeah, yeah. School, Southern Illinois, Southern Illinois. He's a Saluki like my doctor. Chin. Anyway. He's going to be more successful than these guys. He's going to go higher in the draft than people think. I, I, I in there, Cab. Good. Uh, stay.
3: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.